0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I hope you're all doing amazing. I don't actually have anything to update you on this week. I've literally had the quietest week, but in the best way possible. You know, when you just really need a week of just quietness, wholesomeness, getting back into your routines, it's just been honestly the nicest week ever. It's so weird when you start to like enjoy and appreciate just normality. You know what I mean? Just being content in your like normal everyday life and your normal routines. Because I think for so long when I was younger, I used to think for you to be happy and content, everything needed to be so like extravagant and over the top. Not extravagant and over the top, maybe that's not the right word. I think in my head, I just used to think for you to be happy, you'd have to be like constantly busy and fulfilled and like here there and everywhere kind of person and like socializing all the time do you know what i mean i don't know if anyone can relate to what i'm saying so, but what i'm trying to get at is that it's really nice to have a week that's just like normal and quiet and actually love it <laughs> it's the inner granny speaking i've started crocheting <laughs> in case you didn't know yeah that's itchy. the only thing that's new with me is that i started crocheting yesterday Oh my god it was so funny. So right basically all week I'd been thinking about I was going to start crocheting this week but I wanted to wait till my yoga class was out of the way for some reason because I don't even know why but yeah I wanted to wait till Wednesday was out of the way and then I could focus my time and effort on crocheting for a solid day and I was really looking forward to Thursday because I was like this is just going to be so therapeutic. I'm just going to watch crocheting videos and if it was sunny I was going to do it out in the sun but it wasn't so I did it in bed. So yeah, I woke up on Thursday morning, no pressure on myself to do anything apart from chill and crochet. So I'm lying there with my uh, dressing gown on. I've got my little satin bonnet that I wear when I'm sleeping to protect my curls. I've got, so the dressing gown, the bonnet, just try and like imagine this in your head. Me sat on my bed, propped up by my big pregnancy pillow (laughs) that I got in Ikea. And just with, like, all my crocheting stuff spread around me. So, like, loads of different, um, what do you call it? Like, yarns? Wool? I don't know. What do you call them? Yarns? Yeah. Big things of fabric. Like, the yarn you use to crochet. Big things of them sitting all over my bed. The needles, the scissors. My wee teddy sitting beside me. And I'm just like, (laughs) I've got the crocheting videos up on full screen on my laptop. I'm just crocheting away and my mum walks in. <laughs> obviously not expecting to see what she was about to walk in and see. She like knocked on my door and walked in and was like, Emma? And I was like, hello? And turned my head and she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, then she, and I was like, crocheting. I've never seen the woman laugh so much in my life. We were both, there was tears coming out of my eyes. <laughs> I was like crying thinking about it like we were both literally she didn't even say anything we were just both in absolute hysterics at the sight of me (laughs) and she was just like i don't know what i was expecting to walk into but it really wasn't this (laughs) but no i'm so here for it i'm loving this granny life honestly i could live the rest of my life not speaking to anyone (laughs) apart from my cat reading my books every day and crocheting and I'd be happy I would be so happy that's probably what retirement looks like to a lot of people but why can't it just be your life why do you have to wait till retirement for that I'm gonna make it happen okay guys so this week's episode I thought I would do the love language quiz Now, I don't know if everyone knows what I'm talking about. I'm sure loads of you listening have already done this at some point in your life. But basically, so there are five different types of love languages. And that's basically the way in which you like to receive and give love to other people. I don't think I actually was really aware of these until... I'm going to say a few years ago. In one of my previous relationships, there was a big like mismatch I think in our love languages and I think that's kind of what made it very apparent or I think that's kind of what triggered me to look into love languages because I was like why are we so different where that's concerned but it's actually really weird because your love languages do change like mine has changed so much (laughs) it's changed so much from my previous relationships but also I'm very much like a show me love in every kind of way kind of person or else what the fuck are you doing? But I didn't used to be like that. I used to be so mortified by like, what do you call it? Like physical touch and like public affection and stuff. Oh, it used to absolutely turn me. But now I'm all for it. So I think your love language definitely, love languages, sorry, definitely kind of change throughout your life, change throughout, I don't know, maybe with maturity, maybe also just with different people and like in different relationships they change. I mean, most people are, like, a mix of a few. I'm very much, like, equal with them all, pretty m- I Like, I know what the result of my quiz is going to be because I know what I'm like. And I know I'm pretty much equal in them all apart from gifts. I don't really care about gift giving. I mean, a little, the odd, like, you know, I was thinking of you so I bought you this type of thing when I was out. That's nice. But, like, I don't really care about extravagant gifts and stuff. More just, like, little things. I guess but yeah everyone's love language is made up of like a percentage of all five of them some will be like really weighted in one it actually is a really important thing I think to know about yourself and to kind of do not regularly but to try and work out your love languages like because they do change you should kind of check in with that I think to know that they've changed in certain situations and I think you should 100% like have the conversation if you are in a relationship with your partner to know like the differences in yours because do you know like it's all well and good showing someone love in the way that you like to receive love but if they don't receive like to receive love in that way then it's kind of just like going over their head do you know what I mean they're not going to necessarily feel loved or valued or anything in the relationship if they're not receiving it in the way that like love is to them, and so it can like require a bit of, I guess, just thinking about how you can then incorporate that because maybe it doesn't naturally come to you the way your love language does. It's down to a whole whole range of things, like it can be due to previous relationships, it can be due to seeing how your parents were when you were a kid, or also like how your parents showed you love as a kid. And even now, doesn't have to be just as a kid. Like, now, my dad's such an acts of service person and he always would, like, come home with a cup of, co- uh, like, a coffee from our my mum and me's favourite cafe. He'll always just, like, surprise us with that. Or sometimes he'll just, like, fill up your car and not tell you and you'll just, like, see that you've got a full tank. So he's really cute with stuff like that and doing little like acts of service. And I think when you see a parent do something like that all the time, then it's kind of, well, not not necessarily, but it can become then in your nature to pick up on those things and think that that's, you know, how you should show love to someone else. So yeah, you can definitely like pick these things up from your parents. You can pick them up from your friends. I mean, there's a whole range of reasons as to why we have the love languages that we have. But I thought I would do this quiz with you all, like read out the questions, the answers, tell you what my answer would be. And if you are sitting down somewhere and you can, try and like follow along and write down your answers as well. If you're busy and you can't do that, don't worry, just listen along. You can even work it out in your head or I'll leave the link actually in the podcast description. So if you want to, when you get a chance, you can do the quiz yourself. No, I am going to say the one I have chosen to do. So basically there's one and I think it's done, it's like quite a popular one done by a psychologist or something. The website is called five, like the number, lovelanguages.com. But it was a very, like all the questions were just this or that. And when I was answering them, because I was just kind of having a look over this last night before recording this. And when I was looking at all the questions, I was like, But I would want both of those things. Like I can't decide between those things. Um, So I don't know if my answers in that would be that accurate. Because I do want both. But then maybe that's just me being fussy. Because I want every love language shown to me. (laughs) Um, So instead I've picked one that is called on the website psychologies.co.uk. It looks more like a kind of magazine one. I don't know how legit this is to be honest but I just prefer it for the sake of the podcast because it's got A, B, C, D and I feel like I can answer it better when it's that as opposed to this or that because when it's this or that and just two things I'm like, "Mm, give me them both. (laughs) Oh, shall I quickly go over what the five love languages are actually before we get started? So we've got number one, which is words of affirmation. So words of affirmation is just like anything verbal or, well, it doesn't have to be necessarily in-person verbal. It can also be like by text and letters, anything like that. So compliments, telling someone how much you love them, sending like cute messages throughout the day, saying that you're thinking about them. Just like stuff like that that's nice to hear. That's words of affirmation then second is quality time so just spending quality time together I mean that one speaks for itself doesn't it don't really need to say anything else second one is physical touch it doesn't have to be public but I mean I think if you are a very physical touch person then that would include like PDA but I, I don't know I think you can be into physical touch without liking it in public I guess Okay, so then third one is acts of service. So, like I said before about like my dad filling up your car or something, it's like doing things for someone that you know they will appreciate and maybe might take a bit of stress off them or just will make them happy and feel loved. And then last one is receiving gifts. It doesn't need to be anything big, but I think if you are like really into this, like if if you were like If your main thing was receiving gifts, then maybe you would be into the more extravagant side of gifts as well. But I think it's also just on like the little thoughtful things too. So for example, if you were a really, if you were a really receiving gifts kind of person, then you would rather receive like a big birthday present than them bring you out for dinner and Doing something after, do you know what I mean? Like a nice romantic date night. You would prefer the gift over that. I mean, probably everyone would prefer both. Let's be honest. (laughs) This is what I mean. (laughs) Like, who doesn't want? Who doesn't just want them all? So yeah, that's the five love languages. Now let's get started into the quiz. Okay, so question one. Mark Twain said, "I can live for two months on a good compliment." What do you think? A. It's true. It's so important to say what we appreciate in other people. B. Words aren't my strong point. I prefer just spending time alone together. C. Okay, as long as it's followed up by an invitation to go out or a gift. Or D. Sure, if it comes with a cuddle or a kiss. I'm going to go with A. It's true. It's important to say what we appreciate in other people. I believe this about absolutely anything in life like if you think something good about someone whether that be your boyfriend your girlfriend your brother your sister your mum your dad like any family member it could be a stranger on the street if you think something nice just tell them i always give like strangers compliments when i'm in town and shit i just think if if you if that thought comes in your head why not just say it out loud do you know what i mean and you never know like someone could be having a bad day and you'll just make their day like so much better because i know for me there's been times i've been in town and I've been a bit down or not necessarily down but you know what I mean just on my own and um, in my own head a bit and then someone will just start talking to me and give me a compliment and you're like oh my god the world actually is an okay place (laughs) also there's nothing I hate more than putting effort into getting ready and then no one complimenting on you like I think I would rather die than put effort into my appearance and then to then just not get a compliment it's honestly criminal so yeah, let's go A. Two, you are feeling a little down, so you'd really like your partner too. A, say, I know it's hard and I admire your courage. B, come home early to spend a cosy evening with you. C, offer you a surprise weekend of relaxation. And D, take you in their arms and make you forget it all. I mean, this question, I don't really know how to answer it because I'd kind of Like, any or all of them. Like, can they not come home to spend a cosy evening with you, take you in their arms, tell you that they know it's hard and offer you the surprise weekend of relaxation? That would be the ideal scenario. But I'm going to go come home early to spend a cosy evening with you. B. Okay, question three. In general, you don't like it when your partner A. Criticises what you do. B is always thinking about their work or material things, e.g. shopping, housework, computer, etc. C never gives you any presents. Or D doesn't kiss you when entering or leaving the house. Mm, I'm going to go A criticises what you do, but I also like a kiss when entering or leaving the house. Well, it doesn't have to be a kiss, it can be a hug, but what's a greeting without a hug or a kiss do you know what I mean like you don't just say see ya I'm not your mate <laughs> I'm, but I'm gonna say A criticises what you do I feel like I'd get my back up with that <laughs> knowing me okay question number four you've forgotten to buy something and so you appreciate it when your partner says A leave it you've done enough I'll go and buy it B let's go together and how about if I buy you lunch while we're out. C. Why don't you pop round that shop that you've been talking about while you're there. Oh god no. Mm, No. (laughs) And D. It's not really important. Come and relax with me for a few minutes. Uh, I'm gonna go B. Let's go together and I'll buy you lunch while we're out 100%. Question number five. Your partner explains that they won't be dining with you this evening. You A. Appreciate that they took the time to discuss it with you. B. Invite some of your friends around for pizza and TV. C. Order in a nice meal to compensate for their absence. Or D. Take that long hot bath you've been dreaming about. I mean, I would appreciate that they told me. But like, I'd expect them to tell me no matter what no matter what the outcome in this scenario. Do you know what I mean? But I'm going to go take that long hot bath you've been dreaming about because I've been really dreaming about baths recently. (laughs) So this is kind of relevant, you know, I've actually been thinking about a bath for the longest time. I don't know why I haven't got one yet. Okay. Six. You've got problems with some of your colleagues and you discuss it with your partner. You'll be touched if they, A, support you and give you a boost of confidence, B, listen to you at length without interruption and then comfort you, C, let the telephone ring so they can keep listening to you, or D, listen to you while tenderly holding your hand. I mean, all four options, they're listening to you, so I don't know if I'd care what comes with that. Would I? Support A, support you and give you a boost of confidence. Uh, B, listen to you at length without... Sorry, I'm just repeating all of these. Listen to you at length without interruption and then comfort you. C, let the phone ring so they can keep listening to you. D, listen to you while tenderly holding your hand. Mm, I'm going to go A, support you and give you a boost of confidence. But to be honest, I wouldn't actually give a flying fuck with any of them. If they're listening to you, they're listening to you. Right, question seven. You finally got the promotion you've been after. You announce the news to your partner who A brags all about you to their friends and colleagues, B comes to pick you up from the office to take you out for dinner, C offers to take you away for the weekend just the two of you, or D greets you with a passionate kiss that begins a memorable evening. Right, I'm not going to say A because I don't really care if they brag about me to their friends and colleagues. I mean, The thought of someone talking about you to their friends in a good way is a nice idea. But I also don't care for them to discuss my promotion, my hypothetical promotion. So I'm going to say offers to take you away for the weekend because who doesn't want a weekend away? That sounds fun. Okay, question number eight. To spontaneously show your love to your partner, you would usually... A. Compliment their style or behaviour. B. Take some time out to spend together. C. Organise something to do as a couple that they would enjoy. Or D. Cuddle and spoil them. I mean, I'm a very complimenting person, but I wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't say that's like how I would spontaneously show my love. I just do that, like, habitually. So I'm gonna say, to spontaneously show love to your partner that I would take some time out to spend together? Maybe? I don't know. Um, Yeah, we're going to go B, take some time out to spend together, but to be honest, I would do all of those things. See, this is, right, this is the good thing about lacking to receive love in every way is that then you know to give it in every way as well. Yeah, don't mind me just being the best girlfriend ever. (laughs) No, I'm joking. To be fair, though, I actually would do all those things, but we'll go B. Take some time out to spend together. Okay, question number nine. Your partner's birthday is coming up soon. How are you preparing for it? Oh, Right, okay. A, you send them an erotic email or text. An email? (laughs) Not the work email, please. B, you secretly organise a huge surprise party with all their friends. I mean I'd love to be that person but I'm just not that person I don't think I don't think I've ever organised a party I would love to organise a party that would be fun but yeah I don't think that's me C when you're out shopping you make a note of all the things that they like or D you buy some essential oils ready to offer them a surprise massage on the day I'm gonna say when you're out shopping you make a note of all the things they like I feel like I try and yeah, I do try and like keep notes of little things like that. Or you know when people just passingly say that they want something and you like pick up on it and write it down in your your list. I have like a list of presents for loads of people. Not loads of people. I have it for like my mum, my dad and my boyfriend and my brother and sister, I think, from Christmases and stuff, just so that anytime I need an idea, then the list is already there. So yeah, we're going to go C. Question number 10. You've accomplished something quite difficult. You'd like your partner to A, warmly congratulate you. B, free up their agenda and spend some time with you. C, finally take you to that restaurant that they've talked so much about. Or D, pull you into their arms and cover you with kisses. I mean, this is another one where you want them all. think about it you want them to warmly congratulate you yeah and then so that's a then free up their agenda to spend time with you that's b but by going to the restaurant that they've talked about that's c and then when you're there they pull you into your arms their arms and cover you with kisses like we need all four okay (laughs) i told you guys i'm an all or nothing person (laughs) so i want it all no how how do you pick between these Also, it depends the level of accomplishment. Like, if it's a serious, serious big-time accomplishment, I'd hope that you'd be going out celebrate it to a restaurant. But if it's just, like, a kind of mini-accomplishment, you got something done that you've been wanting to get done for ages, I don't know. A hug and a kiss is probably suffice. I'm going to go with the restaurant because I'm just... I'm a foodie, so I always want to go out to dinner at a restaurant. Okay, C, take you out to a restaurant they've been talking about. Question number 11. Your workmates are celebrating your 10 years with the company. You are really touched because A. They all wrote really nice words for you on a card. B. They all arrived early at work and gave you a big surprise. C. They offered you a framed photo of them all with very funny inscription. Or D. They all came to congratulate you, even the boss. No, I'm going to say A, they all wrote really nice words for you on a card. I'm a real, like, I just love, I love nice messages on cards. I'm real sentimental about them. I have birthday cards from literally my whole life stored in my little memory box because, I don't know, there's something so special to me about nice messages like that. So yeah, I'm going to go A. Question 12. Your best memory as a couple was when your partner... A. Climbed on the table at a restaurant and proclaimed their love for you B. Surprised you with a night in a magnificent castle C. Came to your workplace, bars into your office and passionately kissed you or D. Offered you your first parachute jump out of an airplane Well I don't think offering your first parachute jump out of an airplane is a memory as a couple because they're just gifting you that And then it's an experience for yourself. I think I would be slightly mortified if they barged into my office and passionately kissed me. It'd be like one of those ones where you're mortified, but also you're like, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I'm going to go A, client on the table at a restaurant and proclaim their love for you. That's kind of funny. And also, yeah, I would love that, I feel like. There's 16 questions altogether, by the way. So we're on question 13. For your friend's wedding anniversary dinner, which gift would you buy for them from an interior decoration shop? A. A multicoloured notice board to leave sweet words to each other. A decorative item that you will personalise yourself for them. C. A beautiful lamp that you've recently heard them talking about. Or D. A designer bean bag that they can both snuggle into together your friend's wedding anniversary this is a hard one because if they were recently talking about a lamp that's like an easy option but also i do like to make gifts like personalized sometimes not necessarily all the time but nine times out of ten when i'm giving someone a gift then i also like to give them something that i know is like a bit more personal to them i'm trying to think of an example of that but i literally can't think (laughs) of anything but you know what I mean if you got someone like a pair of trainers it's just like the least personal thing ever but that's fine get them the trainers but then also give them the little shoebox filled with like all their favorite chocolates and I don't know like their favorite snacks and their favorite packet of crisps I like little thoughtful things like that like do you know what I mean because yeah okay it's really nice to receive like a good present like the new trainers you wanted but anyone can buy you them and you can buy them yourself. I just think it's like the personal things that are the more memorable and the more like heartwarming, I guess. So I'll maybe go with, but then I only do that for people really close to me. Like a friend's wedding anniversary, I'm hardly gonna give them a really thoughtful gift, am I? Okay, out of principle, I'm gonna say be a decorative item that you will personalize yourself for them. But, I don't know, maybe in reality, I probably would just get them the lamp they'd been talking about. I don't know. We're going to go with the personalized one anyway, because I'd like to think that I would do that. Question number 14. You feel ill at ease. I've never heard that phrase before. I mean, I understand it because I can work it out, but yeah, I've never heard that. Okay. You feel ill at ease when your partner hasn't. A. Said sweet and loving words to you. B. Had a moment to spend to you. C. Giving you a little gift. Or D. Touched you lovingly. I'm going to go A. Said sweet and loving words to you because I feel like for me, if you don't have time, to, like if you're busy, you don't have time to spend with me, you are seeing your friends, whatever it is you're doing, I don't care as long as you <laughs> tell me you love me, <laughs> then we're fine. Okay, next question. Question 15. If you had to choose an image that symbolises love, it would be A. A heart-shaped mouth What? A heart-shaped mouth? Okay, right B. Two silhouettes holding each other's shoulders Okay C. A heart-shaped gift with a beautiful ribbon around it Or D. Two intertwined hands I'm going to say two intertwined hands, but I don't really get how two intertwined hands is that different from two silhouettes holding each other's shoulders. But yeah, we'll go two intertwined hands, D. Okay, final question. Question number 16. You feel even more like making love when your partner, A, whispers into your ear how desirable you are, B, has been really attentive at Sorry. Has been really attentive to you throughout the day. C. Shows off the sexy nightwear they've bought for you. Or D. Has been affectionate with you throughout the day. Let's go A. Whispers into your ear how desirable you are. I mean, probably any of them, but we'll go A. Finished test. Let's see what my results are. See, I don't know if this is going to be that accurate because... That was a weird test to be honest. (laughs) Your result oh it's not giving me a percentage. See the legit one gives you percentages of them all so you can see how equal or non equal you are in all of them or how much something matters to you and how little something matters to you. So this one for me has says your result you respond to encouraging words, so words of affirmation. And then it says, kind words, compliments, positive feedback. This is what makes you feel loved. You're very sensitive to the power of words that do good. Tender words about your looks, clothes, human qualities, professional skills are all highly motivating for you. You feel like you are really living and that your partner appreciates you. It's no surprise that nothing is more hurtful to you than harsh, ultimata sarcasm or cruel words. I mean, sarcasm isn't hurtful to me, but... Yeah, cruel words probably are. I feel like I'm the type of person that cruel words really stick with. To you, words have the power to elevate, motivate or destroy. You're equally receptive to words of encouragement. Those that urge you to go forward with something you were hesitating about, perhaps because you were doubting yourself. Such words prove that your partner believes in you and help you understand that your relationship is based on trust this doesn't come as a surprise to me because i know that if there was one top one it probably would be that but i also know that like there's probably not much in it do you know what i mean if it was a percentage thing i can bet you the next thing under this would be like not even two percent of a difference because i actually did the other one yesterday and i'll tell you my results of that so it said yeah so same thing top thing was my words of affirmation that's 30 percent Next one was Quality Time, which is 27%, so 3% off. So they're pretty much, like that's much of a muchness, you know what I mean? They're both essentially 30%. Then the next one is Physical Touch, which is 17 Acts of Service is also 17 and Receiving Gifts was 10% for me. I will actually put both of the links for each test in the podcast description in case you want to do both of them so you can do what I just did and also get your full percentages like I did when I was doing it last night there's actually a book that I really really want to read about I don't know if it's just no it's not about love languages it's about attachment styles which kind of relates to love languages a little bit like I think your attachment styles have some sort of effect on your love languages I'm not 100% sure But I really want to read this book. It's called Attached by... Is it by a guy called Adam Levine? Or my... Is that like a movie star? Or am I make I don't know. Is that right? Let me look this up. Okay, I just looked it up. It's by a guy called Amir Levine. So I was very close. (laughs) But yeah, he talks about the different attachment styles. So there's like secure, avoidant... What's the other ones? Why can't I think of them? Okay, so they are secure... Avoidant, anxious, or disorganized, or you can be like mixes of them. So you can be like avoidant, anxious, or secure, or actually, you can't if you're secure, I guess you can't really be a mix of the others, can you? I don't really know. Maybe we should do an, an attachment style quiz as well. If you enjoyed this one, let me know and we can do an attachment style quiz together. Attachment style is really based off of how you were brought up and what you learned as a kid to do in certain situations and what would get people's attention or what would i don't know it's really hard to describe but yeah that's why i really want to read this book on it i think though similarly to love languages your attachment style definitely changes as well so although it is something that you know is kind of taught to you or like Not instills in you because it changes, but you know what I mean. It's kind of based on how you're brought up, but it it does definitely change because I know that mine has changed, probably throughout my relationships. Like I was one hundred percent so avoidant at one point in my life, but then I feel like everyone goes through a really avoidant stage in their life as well. So maybe that's just part of being in your twenties. But yes, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you learned something if you didn't know about your love language before. If you get the chance, sit down, do the quiz, make your partner do the quiz and then you can talk about your results, talk about maybe why your different love languages are resulting in this kind of like miscommunication or people not feeling as valued or loved as they should and then talk about how you're going to fix that. Anyway, I hope you guys have a lovely rest of the week. Please remember to leave me a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. As always, thank you so much for all the love and support. If there's anything you guys want to hear from me over the next wee while, just drop me a wee message and let me know. And I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye.